بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الأمي برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله والتفضل من الكرم من الله سبحانه وتعالى We discuss an aspect of life that every one of us at some time or the other has to undertake and this is journey journey in the Arabic language means safar safar means to travel but if you look at the linguistic original origin of this word it actually means to expose that's why we hear from the pious predecessors as Hazrat Umar who mentions that you never know the reality of a person until you deal with them or travel with them in so many of the verses of the Quran so actually so suffer suffer means to explore expose interestingly a very similar word is isfar where we perform the fajr prayer where the brightness has been exposed meaning it's almost uh, sunrise meaning it's bright it's after ghalas so in the Shafi'i Madhab, it's preferred to read Fajr in Ghalas. And according to the Hanafi Madhab, it's preferred to read in, in Isfar, which is when some brightness, brightness to some extent, has come in. So in the verses of the Quran Kareem, where Allah advocates and instructs us to travel, to learn. Historians explain this, to learn history. From this we also learn the importance of learning history. And this happens through travel. أَوَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah Ta'ala says. Don't they travel on the earth to see and introspect? فَيَنْظُرُوا يَنْظُرُوا means to look. And also it means to take lesson. فَيَنْظُرُوا should, They should look and introspect and ponder on the outcome and the repercussion of nations. كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةً what was the outcome of those who defied, denied, disobeyed? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs this in his kalam. So when we do, and if we do travel, it should be with the intention of learning. So one is learning, the other is also when we travel, we should travel with the intention of advocating good. Amr bil ma'roof nahi anil munkar. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam says, وَجَعَلَنِي مُبَارَكًا أَيْنَمَا كُنْتُ وَأُوصَانِي بِالصَّلَاةِ وَالزَّكَاةِ مَا دُمْتُ حَيَّا Allah quotes in his kalam the words, the first words of Hazrat Isa alayhi salam. And amongst those words are, Allah has made me blessed wherever I may go. And he's known to be one to travel everywhere. Mufassirin explain here that Mubarak to be blessed. Baraka means Allah's Allah filling blessings. Allah fills blessings in any situation. Allah places His divine help and assistance in anything. That is barakah. So mubarak. And also what is meant here is Allah has enabled me and Allah has enjoined upon me to spread goodness. Amr bil ma'roof, enjoin good. Good to Muslims and good to non-Muslims. How? To help them. And also to advocate good to them by encouraging Muslims to, to do more good deeds. And also, Amr bil Ma'roof. Ma'roof also means calling non-Muslims to the oneness of Allah. And encouraging Muslims to leave wrong and leave sins. And also encouraging people, guiding people, advocating to them how to leave and denounce shirk, which is ascribing partners unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this... Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam also said, good deeds are treasures, are like treasures. إِنَّ الْخَيْرَ خَزَائِنِ وَلِتِلْكَ الْخَزَائِنِ مَفَاتِيحِ Those treasures have keys. 
And Allah's Nabi said, Tuba, Mubarak Badi. Congratulations to such servants of Allah that Allah has made keys to good wherever they are. Wherever they go, wherever they are, they inspire, they encourage, they advocate good deeds. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Sunnah was such. Wherever good is taking place, He supported it. Yuhassinu al-Hasan wa yuqawwi. He encouraged good and He, beloved, he, he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam advocated good and supported good. And when wrong was taking place, He discouraged it and He explained its feebleness. Wa yuwahihi. So Tuba li'abdin. Mubarak badi. Congratulations to those who are keys to good and locks to evil. And destruction. Wa wailun. Wa wailun li'abdin. Destruction to such a servant of Allah. Whoever he goes and good is taking place, he hinders it, he blocks it, he discourages it. Allah save us. Allah save us from causing fitna. Interestingly, the last chapter of the Quran Kareem to start with wail. Yes, the last wail in the Quran is Fawailul Lil Musalleen is a warning to those who, who make their salah secondary and they perform their salah haphazardly. That's the last wail in the Quran Kareem. But the last chapter, the last chapter, and that also is something else, wherever we go. Even on travel, we have to make sure and prioritize our prayer. And the last chapter to start, to start with wail is wailul likulli humaza lumaza. Destruction and this valley in hellfire is for every humaza and lumaza. Backbiting slanderer. Meaning he only slanders and backbites. It's all about discouraging people. It's all about searching for the faults of people. It's all about disreputing people, it's all about dishonoring people, meaning breaking the community and families. Humaza, Lumaza. And his only concern in life is accumulation of wealth, hoarding of wealth. And he deems that wealth, he deems that wealth will protect him. And he considers, he deems that that wealth will make him immortal. Addada. Akhadahu uddatan lahu. Yahsabu anna malahu akhlada is he deems the wealth will make him immortal. And addada, he counts it repeatedly. And also akhadahu uddatan lahu. He thinks the wealth will assist him in times of difficulty. No, it's not wealth that can assist. It is but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on our travels as well, we should make sure we enjoy in good, forbid evil. Remember the incident of Dhul Qarnayn. Allah in Surah Al-Kahf mentions, SubhanAllah, and we should be reading this chapter throughout our lives, on Fridays especially, and in times like the times we are living in, we should try and read this as advised by our Mashaykh daily. Hazrat Mawlana Shabbir Sahib Dhamad Barakatuhum encourages one to read this daily, on a daily basis. And all our mashayikh as well. In this chapter, that Allah protects us from Dajjal and the fitness of Dajjal, we learn about the young men who left their homes worried about their Iman, not, well, they were not prepared to forsake their Iman, they sacrificed their homes and their comforts, and they left the community, and they were prepared and were contented with a cave and in that Allah gave them sleep and they slept and remained in their sleep for 309 years.
That's the one incident in this chapter where we learn Iman is priority irrespective of losing everything else or not. And the other is the incident of two friends or two brothers. The two men. Allah says for one of them, we gave them, gave him an amazing garden that had vineyards in it, had date palms in it, had crop in it and had all sorts of investments in it fruit and amazing produce and investments in it and he would enter his garden arrogantly flamboyantly his friend visited him and he says to his friend see all of this i feel that this will never come to an end and look how amazing is this portfolio of mine. Here Quran gives the example of this farmer. But the situation is every person, every one of us should fit ourselves in the same situation. Whether one is an entrepreneur or an investor or a property developer or, one, or an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor or a physician or a scientist, whatever our faculties may be, remember everything is from Allah. Every situation, every solution is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person feels, see my portfolio, see my empire, have we forgotten where it came from? So he says, see all of this, what I have, what I earned, what I worked for. So his friend is telling him, أَكَفَرْتَ بِالَّذِي خَلَقَكَ مِن تُرَابِ Have you shown ingratitude? Kafarta? Ingratitude? Have you concealed the favor? Have you not realized that this is the favor of the being who created you from dust? How did you do all of this on your own? No, Allah gave them to you. Allah blessed you with this. ثُمَّ مِن نُطْفَ From dust, you were then made into a droplet of liquid. ثُمَّ سَوَّاكَ رَجُلًا Then he fashioned you in the beautiful form you have, in the form of, of a man. And then he says, I will never denounce and deny my Allah who has given everything. He says, this Allah gave you. Appreciate it, otherwise he can take it away. And then he even mentions, وَلَوْلَا إِذْ دَخَلْتَ جَنَّتَكَ when Allah gives you the opportunity, whenever you enter this beautiful portfolio and garden and farm of yours, you should say, MashaAllah, what Allah wills, what Allah has willed, this is, this accomplishment is due to Allah's will and Allah's blessing. La quwwata illa billah, I have no strength to accomplish any of this, any degree, position, status, uh, income, portfolio, all of this. لا قوة إلا بالله Subhanallah. This is the amazing lesson in this chapter. Then again we also learn Musa alayhi salam traveling to learn in the Surah Al-Kahf how Musa alayhi salatu wasalam undertook a lengthy journey to learn. Imagine we, we learn from here. The best travel is to travel to learn. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam knew so much such a Nabi of Allah, Ulul Azmi min al-Rusul, among the mightiest of Anbiya alayhim salam that Nabi of Allah who's mentioned the most amount of times in the Quran Kareem by his name. Otherwise, in address, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu is mentioned the most amount of times because he is the addressee of the Quran Kareem. But as far as the name is concerned, Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam is mentioned the most amount of times. Even though he knew so much, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned to him about another servant of Allah, Hazrat Khadr alayhi salam, who knew certain aspects of knowledge that Hazrat Musa alayhi salam knew not. Even though on a whole, Musa alayhi salatu was more knowledgeable. 
Imagine Hazrat Musa alayhi salam with zest and enthusiasm seeks Allah's permission to undertake a journey to meet Hazrat Khadr alayhi salatu wasalam. And he undertakes this journey with his companion, friend and servant Hazrat Yusha bin Noon. And they undertake this lengthy journey with sacrifice to meet Hazrat Khadr. And what an amazing journey that was. So Allah instructed him to take a certain fish that would become the sign of them arriving near their destination, meaning the man who Hazrat Musa wanted to learn from and benefit from. Allah mentions this in chapter 18 of the Quran Kareem, Surah Al-Kahf, verses 50, 50, 59 and 60. So remember when Hazrat Musa said to his servant, I'll continue. I will continue on this journey until we reach at the point of the meeting of the two oceans. And if I don't get to this point that Allah wants us to reach, to meet Allah's friend, I will continue for ages. Hukuba, for a lengthy period of time. Hukub means a lengthy period of time. Like we learned in the hadith, the one who misses his salah and then delays his salah and then finally performs it out of his time will be detained and punished in hell for fuqub. Allah Ta'ala save us. So this is a lengthy period of time, an expression of a lengthy period. Now finally they reach this point. Quran, Quran Karim says they both forgot about their fish. Interestingly, Hazrat Musa salam did not forget. It was the servant's duty, Hazrat Yusha, to actually make sure he notifies Hazrat Musa when this happens. So he had forgotten. And then when he saw this happening, it was an astonishing sight. But Musa alayhi salam was resting. When he awakened and they continued their journey, Now the fish had already became alive and taken its path into the sea. And now Musa alayhi salam with his servant Khadir continued their journey. They passed a certain period. And they passed the point that they were supposed to actually meet Khadir in. Jawaza is to pass. So Musa salam says to his servant that, you know what, pass us the meal because really we've undertaken a lot of difficulty in this journey of ours. So remember the word safar that we discussed in the beginning, journey. Journey has difficulties. In the hadith of the beloved sallallahu a journey is a portion of hell, of, of punishment. It has difficulties in it. So when a person undertakes journey, one has to be patient, one has to be tolerant, one should show kindness. Allah give us tawfiq to discuss the amazing journey of Hazrat Shaddad bin Aus and the amazing Hajj of Abdullah bin Mubarak, how he would on a repeated basis take people for Hajj and so forth and how they would teach the importance of learning from each other, benefiting from each other. On journey we can learn so much. Hazrat Muna Yusuf would say, ka When going in Allah's way, traveling in Allah's way also, there's an opportunity to learn so much. See and look for the good in others. If you look for faults, we'll find so many faults. But when we search for our own faults, we won't find time to look for the faults in others. And the hadith of the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam states, Tuba liman shaghalahu aybuhu an uyubin nas, Mubarak badi to him who his own faults occupies him from searching for the faults of others.
Beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Why is it that you would find a particle in your brother's eye, but you won't see a whole tree trunk in your own? مَا لِأَحَدِكُمْ يَرَ الْقَذَاتَ فِي عَيْنِ أَخِيهِ وَلَا يَرَ الْجِذْعَ فِي عَيْنِهِ Hazrat Musa salam said this journey has really been difficult, nasaba, a lot of tiredness and exhaustion in this journey. Then Hazrat Yusha remembered and he said, you know, when we resorted to the rock and we rested, I forgot about notifying you of the fish and definitely the devil made me forget. Allahu Akbar. And we learn a very important lesson here. Shaitan tries to make us forget important things, makes us neglect important duties, he makes us forget important responsibilities. He tries to harm us. But remember, we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help all the time. And definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help us. In Musnadul Imam Ahmad, there's an interesting report of Abu Las Khuzai radiallahu anhu. Abu Las Khuzai radiallahu anhu. This is an interesting name of a Sahabi radiallahu anhu. He says, the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa arranged for us conveyances. Min ibilis sadaqa lil hajj. He arranged these camels that was of the Baytul Mal, but for Hajj. So we asked Onabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Onabi of Allah, are these conveyances suitable? The beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma min ba'ir illa fi zirwatihi shaytan. Every camel has a devil on the peak, on the pinnacle, on the hump of it, zirwa. Remember Allah when you ride it, like Allah has commanded you. So remember Allah as Allah commands you to remember Allah. Like in the ayat of Hajj, like how you would mention your forefathers, mention Allah more, abundantly. Don't take pride in your forefathers, but take honor in Islam and deen. And then, Utilize. This, these conveyances that Allah made available to you, that Allah has afforded to you, because it will take you only with Allah's permission. So this hadith states that the shayateen come on the camel. But what we learn, interestingly, and this is in Surah Al-Nahl, وَالْخَيْلَ وَالْمِغَالَ وَالْحَمِيرَ لِتَرْكَبُوهَا وَزِينَهُ this is chapter 16, verse 7. And Allah has created for you. Allah has blessed you with khayl, horses. Khayl means horses. And also it means a beautiful creature that actually through which one could actually have an image about himself. Khayl comes from the word khayal. And what we learn from here, when Allah blesses one with a blessed conveyance, with a well-to-do conveyance, it could bring pride. That's why we have to take Allah's name. We have to remember Allah. So, wal khayla, wal bighala. Bighal means mules. Wal bighala, wal hamira, and the donkeys, litarkabuha, for you to ride on these conveyances. Wazina, and it's a means of beautification as well. And Allah will create certain means of conveyances that you know not about yet. Subhanallah. Mufassirin mentioned here that this verse actually refers to other modes of transport that was not known in the past. Like we have today, the, 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 the vehicle motor vehicle, the car, the aeroplane, so many modes of transport that was not known about in the past. But 1400 years ago, Allah says, Allah will provide for you certain modes of transport that you don't know about yet.
Also, I want to mention another verse of the Quran Kareem concerning travel directly as well. This is in Surah Zukhruf. So Zukhruf is chapter 43 and the verses at verse 13 and 14. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, Billah min rajim. Allah has blessed you. From verses 12, Allah is that being who created everything, all pairs in everything. Interestingly, scientists even shock here that they also notice now that everything is created in pairs, even trees and rocks, the sun and the moon, the night and the day. Everything has pairs, even plants. In Sahaba Radhiallahu's time, they also were amazed that there's the masculine and there's the feminine plant of, 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 of the same species, like for example, dates. So, Allah is that being who created everything, but also there's an indication azwaj in pairs. And Allah has granted you minal fulki wal an'ami ma tarkabun the ships and conveyances. An'am refers to camels. An arm. An arm refers to animals, livestock, especially camels, cows, horses, all sorts. But it refers to camels especially. And it comes from the root letter bounty, ni'ma, an arm. What you ride onto, what you take as your conveyance. And Allah has blessed you with these conveyances. So that you may embark onto their backs. And then you remember the bounty of your Lord. Remember the bounty of thy Lord. When you embarked onto these conveyances. And Allah has blessed you with these conveyances. Taqulu is connected. So Allah is saying, Allah blessed you with these conveyances so that you remember Allah's favor when you embark. And Allah gave you these conveyances. لِتَقُولُوا This taqulu goes back to the beginning of the sentence. لِتَقُولُوا So that, this is ta'leel. So that you may praise Allah and glorify Allah and render this dua. Interestingly, this dua is mentioned so emphatically in the Surah 43. So to say the verse of the Quran Kareem is saying, Allah, as though the verse is saying, Allah blessed you with the conveyance so that you praise Allah and make this dua. As though the verse is indicating, it's not like make the dua because you got the conveyance. Allah is saying, Allah blessed you with the conveyance because of the, the dua. There's so much of emphasis in this. وَتَقُولُوا and pray and say سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي سَخَّرَ لَنَا هَذَا سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي This is Subhanallah. We all know the meaning. Allah is perfect and pure and free from every blemish. سُبْحَانَ الَّذِي That being who made this conveyance, this camel, this donkey, this mule, and this conveyance, this beautiful car that we are riding, Allahu Akbar, the aeroplane, the ship, the bicycle, every mode of transport, Allah, you made this subservient to us, you made this available to us. There's an interesting hadith where the beloved of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa said, a time will come before judgment day, 
where people will have huge saddles. And the hadith was indicating to another mode of conveyance. They'll take this huge saddle, a very luxuriant one, and park it at the doors of the masajid. Meaning they'll go with these conveyances, which is not known at that time when the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this. Subhanallah, every word, every teaching of the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is so amazing. Like the hadith of Allah's beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states, Sahaba to be shining bright stars. Every Sahabi comes with nur and hidayah. Allah's beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, every Sahabi you follow, you will reach hidayah. Because every Sahabi has nur and every Sahabi has come with hidayah. And interestingly, the words of the Prophet ﷺ denote Sahaba to be true stars. As though, Allahu Alam, Allah knows best, as though there's an inference in the hadith to say that what youth and people think and take as stars in today's time are not truly stars, but these are fabrications and deceptions. But the Sahaba are the true stars for guidance and salvation and success. Those are the Sahaba Allah's Nabi's people. If it wasn't for them, they wouldn't be a Muslim on the face of the earth. If it wasn't for them, the earth would have shaken and tremored and judgment day would have happened. But it was actually them that kept the earth stable because it, they took Allah's name everywhere on the earth. Then this hadith shockingly says that many of those will come but their wives will not be dressed properly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from this warning. Their wives will be wearing clothes but actually they'll be naked. Meaning their clothes will be see-through or it will be so tight that the shapes of their body parts will be apparent. Allah save us from failing this test. Come back to this dua. Perfect and pure is Allah who is free from every blemish. And this is an indication also that whatever the conveyance, everything has a blemish and a fault. You can have something brand new. If, it's, if Allah's will, one will still have to leave this world. It will still not fulfill one's, one's wish because nothing can happen without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah, perfect is Allah who has made this conveyance available to us. And we are not in full authority over it. We don't have full control because if it's not Allah's will, even that same car that we paid so much for, that we think we have control of, the same car could be the means, with Allah's permission, of one's death. Then the dua says, وَإِنَّا إِلَىٰ رَبِّنَا لَمُنْقَلِبُونَ SubhanAllah. This is a dua of journey. One is on travel, one is on the conveyance, but one is saying, وَإِنَّا and verily we إِلَىٰ رَبِّنَا This is emphasis because in the sentence this portion is brought forth to our Lord. The verse is not saying we are returning to our Lord. The verse, see, this is the beauty of Kalamullah. Allah give us the understanding. To our Lord alone. When the Quran brings this first, it has an emphatic meaning. To our Lord alone, our maker, controller, provider, caretaker, that being who's controlling everything, ila Rabbina, to our Lord alone. 
لمنقلبون we are most definitely returning interestingly we are embarking on a journey to wherever we may think we going but if Allah has decreed that our death is, is there we're gonna die there if Allah has decreed that we're not gonna reach then we're not gonna reach if Allah has decreed that we reach we will reach what we learn from here that death follows one like his sustenance follows him nothing can change the time of death we were just saying how much we can share Allah's deen when traveling our guest in Darul Uloom this week was Hazrat Sajjad Sahib Nomani whose father is known to to most of us Hazrat Mandur Nomani Sahib Rahmatullah who accompanied Hazrat Marana Ilyas for many many years and he was a man of great concern for the Ummah and he served Allah's deen he was a great scholar the books he authored amongst many is his Ma'ariful Hadith and his so uh, in-depth knowledge but Hazrat Sajjad Saab who on the other hand was is also such a luminary such a great scholar who studied in Nadwa in uh, Deoband in Madinatul Munawwara. There's an amazing incident he narrated to us of him traveling via train. And as he was on the train with his friends, with his few Saati's companions, he says that the lights would actually happen to switch off at times. The train stopped at the station, and when it stopped at the station, Quite a few people entered. He says when the light switched on, I analyzed that these were all uh, priests, sandus, Hindu priests. And because the train was full, there was no place for them to sit. He says, I got up. I went to the elderly among them. He seemed to be between 85 and 90. I held him and I said, uh, sir, please, you must take my seat. So he says, I won't do that, son. I cannot take your seat. You take your seat. So I said, I insist. And I've rested already. You, like my father, how can I sit when you stand? And when I insisted, he saw the kindness. He then accepted to take my seat. And he sat. And he could rest also on the bunk. Bunker. I remained standing for those few hours, making dua for them. And uh, making dua for their hidayah. Hoping to Allah, hoping in Allah for their hidayah. At the next stop, at the station, which was our station for us to disembark, it so happened from Allah. Allah made it happen. So remember, in Islam, there's no just coincidence that it just happened like that. It's Allah's will behind everything. So Alhamdulillah, Allah made it that coincidentally this happened. We got off at the station and they also were getting off at the same station. And it happened to be the time of Fajr. So we rendered our salah. And this is what we do wherever we are. Wherever it is. Without inconveniencing people. Make the wudu without messing. Clean afterwards if we do happen to mess. And then perform the salah in access vision of everyone. Let's not conceal our ibadah. Without disturbing them. But they're also looking for Allah. So we prayed. After that, we arranged some hot tea. The weather was cold. So chai and we were presenting to them 
and they had refused. So I went to the elderly man who was my friend from the from the from the train who I had honoured in the train, and I said, "Sir, you know we arranged tea for Joel, and they're not accepting." He said, "What? How can they not?" And he reprimanded his own associates in another language. Brother said, "I understood the language. That don't you all know that it's a blessing to take from such people?" How can you all refuse such people? This is our blessing. And they all accepted. And he then took me aside and he said, Beta, you know, I've noticed you've treated me so well. And there was two amazing things I saw in you. You showed kindness in the train and here again. He says, you know, but I can't say. So he, so I said, I asked him, but, you know, uh, respected senior, respected priest, what do you mean you can't say? He said, no, no, I can't tell you. He says, no, I insist, you have to tell me. It's between you and I, we in privacy here, you have to tell me what you are saying. He says, okay, I can't actually tell you what I have to say, but I'll give you a sign. He says, what is it? He says, when everyone like you treat everyone like me, meaning when every Muslim will show akhlaq and character to every non-Muslim and show justice and ihsan to every non-Muslim, then everyone Will not, not only will everyone come unto Kalima and Islam, but La ilaha illallah and Allah's name will emanate from everything in this entire universe. So this is our plead with you. Let's learn the Quran Sharif. Let's practice the Quran Sharif. Other du'as and other etiquettes, Allah give us to faith to discuss. But let's remember our duty. Show justice and kindness to others. And don't be unjust to people and, and uh, oppress people on our journey, just usurping the rights of them. And if we happen to do so, immediately apologize. And let's remember this life is a journey. In the du'a of the journey, what did we read in Surah Zukhruf? The chapter on embellishments. What a chapter. Zukhruf. And verily, we are definitely returning to our Maker, to our Rabb, to our Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are on this journey, but let's remember the ultimate. We're going to one destination, but let's not forget the ultimate destination. Allah give us tawfiq.